Welcome back to another episode of Mix and Match Radio. Today I'm here with Muhammad and virtually I'm here with Brayden. Brayden, would you like to inform the people as to why you couldn't make it to today's recording? What's up, everybody? I really wish I could be there. Uh, it's, it's quite irresponsible of me, I, I should say, but I'm making a sporadic trip to, to New Orleans for New Year's. Kind of like a last like fun thing for me to do while I'm still with everybody. And before I move off to Florida, really wish I could be there. But I know Cole and Muhammad kill it together when it's just the two of them. And I, I know y'all are in good hands. Okay, guys. Brayden, you have a safe drive back to New Orleans. Or I'll back back to. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. So you have a pretty wide array of things to do. <laughs> all right, man. You, you guys drive safe. Uh, have fun. All right. Yeah. Happy New Year, my man. Happy New Year's, y'all. All right. See ya. Nice. It's a sad day when Braden Moreno can't enter the studio. Today has been a very interesting day. Okay, so we're going into this episode reminiscing kind of the decade and discussing it. We have encountered some older mix and match issues in the past 20 minutes. Like what? Well, we had the... the uh, Okay, so I don't know if any of you guys anybody listening to us actually knows audio equipment but the little buzzing sound mm. is something that we've had in the past that we can never that we it, t- it literally took us forever to figure out a solution to get rid of that and that reappeared so that was fun and then we had an issue where we couldn't get to certain things it just we've brain's not here things are happening it's a lot of things we had to take care of that we didn't anticipate just a big old technical difficulties day but you know What's a new what's a new decade without some issues? But yeah, we're recording this on December 30th. In an hour it's going to be December 31st, making it New Year's Eve, the very last day of the 2010s. The last Tuesday of the decade, people. It's going to be You'll never see that Tuesday again. I'm I'm guaranteeing it. You're you're telling me I will never be on the December 31st day of 2019 again? Nope. It's crazy. We have gone by ten, two full decades we've lived through now. You realize We're that? rolling into the roaring 20s again. The roaring, the roaring, the roaring-er 20s. Yeah. Oh, roaringest. No, but 10 years, man. 10 years ago today, what were you doing? That'd be December 2010 or 2009, I guess. December 2009. What were you doing? Well, to be honest, I was probably getting yelled at by my fifth grade teacher. <laughs> I was such a bad kid growing up, man. Like, I don't know. I feel that go uh, transitioning from seventh grade to eighth grade, I, I was a, I, I became a lot more well-rounded and better. But elementary school, I, I was getting in trouble left and right. I remember one time my teacher flat out told me to shut up. It was hilarious. Yeah. She had no remorse. Shout out, Miss Loopy. <laughs> she had no, she had no remorse. I mean, I don't blame her, man. What do you? What else are you gonna do to a fifth, uh, fifth grade kid? You gotta, you gotta. Make it known that you can't talk all the time. And I, yeah. I knew that. That's more. back when I had the pharmacist glasses and rocked the army buzz cut all the time. And I was like three foot nothing. <laughs> Dude, I can't even imagine being an elementary school teacher for myself. I, and I don't, it's not like I do it any better today, but I just genuinely would never stop talking. Yeah. I would have gone until my vocal cords just stopped working because I could talk and talk and talk and back then of course i don't do this now but back then i was really annoying <laughs> yeah back then yeah, yeah back yeah, yeah, back yeah. then i was annoying yeah but for sure no but i could not imagine of being being my fifth grade teacher at that point but think about that we have finished elementary school gone all the way through middle school all the way through high school and are two years into college. Honestly, the worst part of that time frame was probably middle school. I hated middle school. Why'd you hate middle school? Why? What was your reasoning behind hating middle school? Everybody hates middle school, but we need specifics. Not to get too deep, but mainly I was getting called a terrorist all the time. But looking We've back, this before. <laughs> looking back, it's it's kind of hilarious because I laugh at it now and I call myself a terrorist now. Which, for the record, <laughs> I for the record, I'm not. Okay, I I have no terroristic affiliations whatsoever. But. To the <laughs> middle middle school is rough. FBI, right. NSA, and everybody else is swarming right now. Middle school is rough, but other than that, it was just the not even that uh, with the minor bullying. It was just it was just that awkward transitioning phase. Not even transitioning into who I am today, but just everyone's just going through puberty, having all their ho- hormones everywhere. 
people are obsessing over who's the fastest kid, you know? Dude, it was yeah. If you weren't fast, you weren't cool, and I was not fast. So <laughs> I think you guys can uh, tell the story of my middle school tale. No, ironically, I think middle school was the closest I've ever been to being myself before, like, re uh, the past, I guess, two I years before I got into college. I want to shit out of my middle school self, man. I hated myself back then. Okay, so in middle school, I was skateboarding and wearing, like, flannel shirts and just having a good time with my friends and listening to, like, heavy rock music. And I think that's the closest I've ever – I was ever to, like, my adult self, I guess. And – because we all know what happened in high school, or maybe y'all not know. It's a it's a part of my history that I, I try to cover up. But middle school ended, high school started, and my shorts got shorter, and I slowly became a frat boy for my my four years of middle school. He still high school. has that. He wears that proud still today. I do not wear that proud. If there's if there's one thing in my life I regret, it's ever considering myself preppy. <laughs> that is no, but. Middle school wasn't that bad for me. I, I, I literally was just longboarding everywhere. Yeah, it was my entire middle school was longboarding and playing Grand Theft Auto Five. So when I got home, this sounds very stupid, but halfway in middle school, so like seventh grade, all I did when I would get home would be push-ups. That's push all I would do because I was in athletics and so I was in football, and obviously I believed that I had a future in football, and I was gonna be the next freaking. With Michael Vick or something like that. And so all I did when I got home was work out right after our after school workouts too. And so <laughs> I would I would do fifty push ups constantly. I would do fifty and I would I would go fifty more. Fifty more. Just 50 get more. just get home and start banging out. Really? That's literally all I would do. That's I don't know. That's one of the biggest things I can remember from middle school. That's the most like hormonal story I've yeah. ever heard. Like you just got testosterone for the first time in yeah. your life, and you're just huh, huh. another set, another set. <laughs> that's all I would do. That's funny, dude. Uh, middle school kids are that's shit why heads, I'm in, man. That's why I'm in peak physical condition today. Uh, yeah, not at all. Absolutely. I I personally go home and bang out fifty push-ups yeah. every time I get home from any event. Actually, no middle school kids, man. That's just the worst age demographic. Oh, tonight I was working, and I, I work at a pool, by the way, and all all tonight it was packed with middle schoolers for some reason. I, it just threw, it, it brought me back to a time that I just do not like remembering because <laughs> we were once at that point in life. That level that, of annoyance. It, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like These two girls were teasing a boy because this other girl that he happened to like was there, and they were like, go talk to her. Why don't you go talk to her? That's your crush, isn't it? Why don't you go kiss her? Yeah, go in the Lazy River and kiss her. <laughs> Ask her out for me. Ask her out for me. God, it was so Ugh. annoying. God damn it. <laughs> Middle school, man, it's just you think you're invincible up until the point where somebody tells you to talk to a girl that you're interested in. It's just like, No! And if there's one constant in life when you grow up, it's the fact that everyone hates middle schoolers. No, oh, absolutely. I don't know anyone who likes the company of a middle schooler. Not a chance, man. Everybody, uh, it's just, it's terrible. And they're, and they're always in the same locations. Yeah. You will find a group of middle schoolers every, like, it's... The mall, the movies, the, the mall, pool. Like a skate town, yeah. a pool, every, they're, they're always... Yeah, like a, the, a roller rink. Yeah, imagine anywhere where someone can... Ask their mom to drop them off. And that's exactly where all of them hang out. We were, I was at the mall earlier today, uh, returning some Christmas stuff and exchanging it because I'm a human being who likes buying my own stuff. But uh, it's just when you walk near any anywhere, it's just packs of middle school kids coming. Yeah. I'm a big fan of this, uh, of Paxon, which I, it's a very disrespectful thing for me to say because I know it's super generic, but. I like uh, they they got hoodies that I like to buy, but whatever. I was in there two or three months ago with Brayden actually, and he was looking at buying some stuff. And then like four or five middle school hype beasts came in, God. and it was just one of those. Did you feel immediately f have an inferiority complex? I just felt like I was so stupid for buying anything there because it's like, oh my god. Like they shop here too. They shop. I'm buying the same clothes. I'm as battling these kids. with the. I'm with the enemy right now. <laughs> it's just so bad middle schoolers are awful too they're just horrible human beings they have and this decade we were we were the we at some point we were those middle schoolers you have no empathy you have no like three three years of the of this decade we were middle schoolers 
God, dude. Just erase it. It never happened. You need. They need to go all uh, Lord of the Flies and just trap all the middle school kids on an just island. Kill each other. The, off. One, the ones who the survive are the selection. ones that are worthy of it. Because God, middle school sucks. <laughs> it really does. But. Yeah, but that was a point in time that we try not to remember. But what are some points in time of this decade that you do like to remember, Cole? Ironically, I enjoy. Rem- I, I I do enjoy a- remembering aspects of middle school because, like I said, I was longboarding all over my neighbor, not my neighborhood, but long longboarding all over the town. And having a good time was some of like the most memorable things from like my childhood, I guess. Yeah. I guess, would you consider middle school childhood? Yeah. Okay. So that's like some of my most memorable moments. But most memorable moments of the decade. Okay. Hockey for sure. Some aspects of hockey. I remember. Okay, because I worked a lot of my like growing up experience was me trying to like establish myself as like a leadership figure. Yeah. And when I finally got captain my senior year of high school, that was that was like a big deal for me because it was a varsity team, varsity captain or whatever. That's like a whole yeah. uh, Friday Night Lights thing or whatever. And that was a really big deal for me. So I definitely I remember when that happened. I remember my NRH2O job a lot. I don't know if I can brand that. I remember my first lifeguarding job. That was your first job, though, right? Yeah, that was my first job. That was my first job as well. So I remember that. That's actually where I met Muhammad. Fun fact. Each of us. You know, saving lives at a massive water park. Established ourselves at the Water Cops. Dude. R.I.P. Talk about a memory. Water Cops group message. R.I.P. That uh, Water Cops was a group message we all made with uh, other lifeguards. And since we were the saviors of the deep, we, <laughs> the co- we, we coined the phrase Water Cops for our group chat. And uh, we've we've been planning a reunion for this group since the summer of 2016. And we're coming up on 2020, and the fact that it still has not happened shows the likelihood of it still never happening. And it's funny because we one- talked about it pro- like a month ago I over know- Thanksgiving. We talked about it with some of the people we're still in contact with. This GM has been a, like been in for four years now, and every once probably every six to eight months, somebody Snapchat. It'll be Meg. In there. It's always Meg. It's always Meg. <laughs> it's always Meg. That she's she initiates it. And we all start talking for like 30, 45 minutes, maybe even a couple hours, and then it never gets it happens again. And then it, then it drops. Do- and then I will bring. It's always me too. I bring up, hey, y'all want to do a reunion? Everyone's like, yeah, I'm down. Garrett's like, oh, I gotta see. I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm in freaking <laughs> South Dakota right now. I'm out here, South Dakota School of Mines. I'm still the only people from that group chat that I'm still in contact with are you, Preston, and Meg. Partially, we have a potential. Shut up, Meg. Yeah, that is – it's just insane that that was four years ago, by the way, too. They're, like, going, coming up Basically, on four years, yeah. essentially. But like, Technically five summers. That's absurd. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, but thinking about that is, like, the really jarring thing because that's that – That was a that, huge po- – that was a pretty big part of my life. Yeah, it really was. I mean, it developed we an entire new group of friends. Freaking lived there. Obviously. I lived at that job. Yeah, really. It was like – Oh, you would you were we were literally working six because our deep guard staff compared to the shallow staff. Yeah, it was much smaller. So just for I'm gonna cue some of you guys in on the inner H two O uh I don't know lifestyle. Sure. There's a short there's a uh, shallow rotation. There's two of them actually, and those are all the shallow guards. And then there's a deep rotation, and we have the dangerous jobs like guarding a wave pool. And we got 25 more cents because of the danger. <laughs> no, it wasn't even 25. It was 10. Oh, it was yeah. It was 10, 10 more cents. Cents. Yeah, it was 10 cents. Yeah. We got paid. Every, shallow guards got 7.25. We got 7.35. An hour. How about, how about that? And if you understood how hard it was to work this job, it was you're sitting in 110 degree weather for like I, 10 hours I a day. I fasted for a whole month during that summer, and I made my 7.35. And the funny part was... <laughs> So, it's a quick reference. When I'm fasting, I don't eat or drink anything, so no water either. And while I would be on stand and I would be in the middle of my fast, I would see people fainting and having to be carried into first aid because they were dehydrated or whatnot. And I was just looking at them. I was like, y'all are just some pussies. Man. <laughs> I was like, well, I, I have, y'all have no excuse if I'm not doing anything, if I haven't eaten or drank anything since like 5 a.m. That's insane, man. I just... That 
shaped a fair amount of like my following three years probably enter h2o and that, that kind of shaped my, a bit of my personality i'd say it helped me come i i would honestly say it helped me come out of my shell i mean hell we were dancing on stan you want to talk about a connection i think the first time me and muhammad knew we had a an established bromance was when we were across the wave pool singing what song what song it was, was it firework by Katy perry just a glorious moment. Fun. We were actually lifeguarding a middle school I was, party. I too. was about to say that. Yeah, <laughs> it was a middle schoolers party that we were lifeguarding, and firework came on. So we we performed. And we were we were concert. twenty feet across from each other, and we had these big megaphones, and we were just raising them up to our mouths and just screaming the lyrics across the wave pool. Because baby, you're fine. You remember when the kids would come up and be like, "Yo, hit hit a dab, hit a, hit the dab," <laughs> and we'd do it. Dabbing was a huge thing Feels in 2016. So long ago. That's, That's when I had my long hair, too. My hair's down to my shoulders back then. That and bougie had just come out. Yeah. <laughs> God, I feel so old. <laughs> That's insane. That's the summer that Blonde came out. Uh, I think Life of Pablo. Uh, Birds came out that year, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Birds in the Trap. Or mm-hmm. just. God, what a. 2016. Summer 2016 was a hell of a summer. First it, of was. All. it was. It was. Because that was when Uzi blew up, too, so Money Longer was the only yeah. thing on the radio. God, what a... I went to New York that summer. That was the first time I ever went to New York. Yeah. That was... Summer 2016 was big, actually. Huh. Yeah, so summer 2016, that's a very memorable, very memorable time yeah. in my life. Or in... Not in my life. Well, yeah, in my life, but in the decade specifically. And that's, like, I think the biggest thing that I'm, like, starting to realize is a lot of what this decade was for us was coming into ourselves. Yeah, I mean everything leads to another. Well, I mean, it, I mean, even more so than that is like we were we went from being literal like children, like toddlers essentially, to being full on adults all yeah. in the span of one decade. And so we've seen ourselves grow into ourselves. I, like, I've said this to you already people. a couple times, but we we went through puberty and started our student debt all in the same <laughs> decade. Yeah, that's un- speaking of student debt, we're we're. we're if any of y'all want to donate some money, uh, my Venmo is at Daddy Ma. So yeah, Safari Colton over here, just throw some throw some dollars our way. No, don't mind. No, but no, we've seen our we've become ourselves in this decade. Yeah, and we're gonna see the next decade. The craziest part about all this is this decade was us building kind of our personas and who we are, and we're actually gonna see ourselves like uh, enact that. I mean, the next 10 years, this upcoming decade could potentially lead us to marriage, children, our friends and peers having the same, you know, getting careers, Houses. settling down. God, no, don't even. Oh, that phrase like freaks me out. I mean, it's true, though. Settling down, though, is just such a such an intimidating phrase. And I mean, you are right. I, I, I mean, I understand that, but that's the reality. That's just man. the nature of I guess humanity. Yeah, that's crazy though to think that we have gone from. I mean, when when you're in fifth grade, what do you even think about in fifth grade? Like, you're, I'm thinking about superheroes. I'm probably Jedi battling my friends on couches. Yeah. I I don't really think I had any type of thought about who I was becoming. You know, my cousins and I would always just play just uh, I guess role playing games, and we would just basically pretend we'd choose a superhero and then we'd pretend fight and then i would always come up with a power that the superhero never had <laughs> and be like, oh yeah well i'm invincible oh yeah well i have a sword that can break down your invincibility oh yeah well i have a shield that can block your invincible sword that can break my invincibility <laughs> it's like the rock paper scissors yeah. thing where rock paper scissors fire <laughs> rock paper scissors fire extinguisher yeah, yeah. i know what you're saying and that's like the, the i saw a video on tiktok the other day yeah, unfortunately, it was TikTok, where it was the kid... Vine died, TikTok grew this decade. <laughs> you know when you were a kid and you'd be playing, like, basketball, and you'd be doing, like, the little, like, announcer thing in your head? It's like, yeah. Cole Potter's got the last shot with three seconds, yeah. and he misses, and then he picks it up, and suddenly two more seconds yeah, around back to yeah. the clock. And the, I remember doing that exact same yeah. thing. I mean, uh, just... You are right, too. I mean, this decade kind of brought about us coming into ourselves because i mean believe it or not i i mean i I wouldn't even call myself an extrovert still but i was pretty introverted earlier in my life and the summer such as our uh, lifeguarding summer with our first job and i guess uh, i was a spirit team leader guy in high school and so being a part of that group 
uh, joining theater and other things, just establishing myself in other groups and finding people, finding my clique, I guess, and the people who I'm still friends with today. It just allowed me to come more into myself because I mainly for uh, growing up, I was kind of just more to myself my family always thought of me as the quiet kid they still do to this day because I don't know for some reason when I'm with family I just feel weird if I act like myself and so I kind of revert back into who I was and so I I think I've gotten better about it but it's just like it's it's so weird how that dynamic has changed over the years and how some of it is still stuck around damn that was like really good (laughs) sorry I just went off on a tangent no that was fine but yeah, I, I completely understand what you're saying. I mean, it's you've you've seen yourself change from what was originally, I guess, a very quiet and uh, kept to himself type of kid to yeah. a person who is quite literally the opposite. I mean, I I don't know if you, I mean you said you wouldn't call yourself an extrovert. I obviously can't describe you better than you can describe yourself, but you are a very energetic and outgoing person. So thank you. That is knowing that you are now hearing that you were at one point a quiet kid is very interesting from my perspective because i've never really seen that version yeah. of yourself because from the time that i've met you really because we met in lifeguard training oh yeah that's when i was yelling the freaking ad instructions <laughs> i remember because they verbatim what's her face heather she was the lead and she was the person training us verbatim she was saying all right this if this ever happens in real life, you have to scream out what the AED is telling you because this is a life or death situation and everyone around you has to know in order to prevent any other type of injury. And so I took that literally. And so yeah, with training AEDs and actual AEDs, it'll, uh, whenever you have the two patches on a guest, it'll say analyzing now. So I was just like screaming, analyzing now. <laughs> Shock advice. Stand clear. So I was just yelling that. And I remember every the entire room went silent. Good times. Oh, but I vividly remember that now that you've mentioned it. It's funny. No, but <laughs> but okay. So clearly, the person that at one point was very kept to himself and considered quiet is yeah quite the opposite. No, believe of it or not, I was. Yeah. While I cannot relate to you as far as the extroverted. To, or introvert to extrovert type of thing because yeah. I've never I, I I just never was like that and but I I have I do understand what you mean by the transition of it I, I it is interesting though coming from a different perspective hearing that you were at one point very kept to yourself yeah and you've become such a overly like ambitious and very out there person whereas I know people who used to talk like fairly often and pretty they were pretty open with themselves but over time they've kind of like yeah condensed what they or who they talk to and what they talk about so that's it's just interesting seeing how people their personalities morph and turn into something else and it's it's just cool sometimes it's for the worse i'll admit that not everybody has a good story arc oh i mean i can i i need multiple hands to count on for the people who complete 180 people that have grown up with just completely life-altering things nothing not like i'm not like i'm ragging on them or anything but it's just from who they were and what i remember them being and acting like it's just a complete flip now to what they are these yeah. Days, yeah and it's crazy because it's like you look at that kid and you're like wow like where <laughs> like how you know, like what went where did it where did they go wrong yeah. or what what misstep did they take or not even that necessarily but like i haven't misstep it's just the the dynamic chain you know you don't you don't expect that growing up and it's i guess that's just how life goes by and as you mature you're just realizing that i mean those times are gone and there's nothing you can do but move forward that's like the most jarring thing about it is like every moment that you're in is fleeting yeah like every every circumstance you encounter every memory that you're making is that's what it is it's a memory yeah it's obviously it's live action everything but there's no you can't hold on to a moment which sucks or whatever but you know even as we're recording this right now and this is going to sound a little bit cliche but even as we're recording this right now we may be watching this exact video four years from today you know and so i feel like as you get older your appreciation for certain i guess interactions or uh activities that you go through is higher if that makes sense you know i agree because when you're a kid you don't really appreciate having so much free time you know yeah like or when you're hanging out with your friends or you have like you know when you were a kid and it used to be cool where you'd like you go spend the night at someone's house and then you'd be like 
you want to do it again tonight? How that was like a huge deal. Well, see, the funny thing is I was never allowed to spend the night when I was a kid. Oh, people okay. only started, people, people only started spending the night at my house like in high school, and we would literally do that. Really? There yeah. was an entire five-day period for two weeks that my friends would spend the night at my house, and we would just literally play video games the whole time. And see, that's so underappreciated. Like, that's and we still kind of do that to this day, which is funny. Like My house is just the place where we, uh, we land. That's, that's just awesome. It. Yeah. It's just it's interesting seeing how – times have just changed you know gone from being kids that are so like you're so irresponsible and you're you're ignorant really i mean that's the best way way, that's way to put it you don't really have a conception of what reality is you don't have any responsibilities outside of like your chores you know you have to because none of it feels real until you're thrown into it and one of my buddies uh, it was a while ago a couple months ago and uh, we were just chilling at my house landing and he was like when when is this gonna get weird like, when are we going to come to Muhammad's house all playing video games, like, and just say, why are we still here? Are we going to do that when we're, like, 30? Because, like, we're all, like, 20 right now. Yeah, and it's – that's the craziest part about it is, like, the the idea of growing up. Because you get to a point where it becomes very almost like Peter Pan, you know, where yeah, it's like, I don't – you don't want to grow up. I don't want to get to the next step yet. And that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with people who go through midlife crises. crises am i having a mid midlife crisis probably yeah potentially take me back to when i was 10 (laughs) (laughs) i want to do it all over again no i would if i could i would man no i would okay so if you know me very well at all you'll know that throughout public school i did not in the slightest care about what i was doing i don't think anyone did well okay besides valedictorians i feel like there's probably one of them being my best friend who was the valedictorian so Taylor. I don't know if I know this person. Anyway. Sean's girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. That was the <laughs> little outside of things. I just didn't know if, like, Billy was the valedictorian or something. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was actually salutatorian. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's crazy, I guess. The, co- the, co- the end of this decade has really, I think, exemplified that time is moving fast. Yeah. And... It's so like nerve wracking to understand that every moment you have is like just it's it's like a chapter in a book. And that's how I've been using to describe it lately. Yeah. Like it's just we're you're moving on to the next page and the next page is just conveniently the next chapter. But I'm not thinking about how things conclude. I'm honestly more looking forward to what's next. That's constantly what I've been asking myself as I'm progressing, I guess, throughout my days. Yeah, I get you. I mean what because, I mean, the number one thing for this upcoming decade, I mean, even year mainly, because this year alone coming up is going to be huge and 100% all a mystery because I have no idea where I'm going to be. We're in a very, very, very similar boat when it comes to that. <laughs> mainly, I mean, um, just I'm. we're both currently at the same community college and we're wanting to transfer in the fall. TCC and proud. Yeah, gang shit. Um, <laughs> but... We're both wanting to transfer, and I have a couple colleges in mind. Cole has a couple in mind, and so it's all very up in the air because of money and just whether it's the right feel for me or not. And so I just have no idea where I'm going to end up, and I'm very curious as to where I end up. I know it's like you wish part of you wants to like see a picture from like yeah 2022 and be like, what where where do I end up going? Someone give me an answer. And the main thing is honestly fear too, because it's just like I mean I don't know if I'll get into certain colleges or programs I want to get into. Given what we have listed so far, yeah. But I mean I that's part of the I don't know I that kind of excites me I guess just the challenge and the unknown and so that's what I'm looking forward to. It excites and it's also stressful as hell. Yeah. And also like, I mean where we go with this podcast. Yeah, and it's just. Well, in the past four months, we've accomplished pretty well. Yeah, and we've that, accomplished quite a few things. It's exciting as hell. I'll tell you that right now. If any of you are ever like cons- are curious about starting your own thing, whatever it is, po- whether it be a podcast, a website, uh, whatever it is, if you want to start your own thing, one of the most rewarding things in the world is is little bits of progress. I'll tell you that right now, and. Muhammad and I and Mix and Match, we aren't famous or anything. You know, this isn't, we're not getting, we're not walking down the red carpet. Speak for yourself, Cole. I was on Fox <laughs> 4 News once. 
<laughs> That's true. I, I was. I have a screenshot of that actually. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, okay, you totally got me on track. Sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I think it's uh, you're going on the. Oh, okay. People starting yeah. their own. Basically, it's very awesome seeing turnout as to what you do in yeah. involvement. And given we are giving away a bunch of money, <laughs> that, yeah. ha- that has helped a little bit. But we, it's very cool to just see interaction. And it's, it's, a, it's a lot to be proud of. And knowing that we have another decade ahead of us, and this next year offers so much opportunity and you, you, the unknown can be scary in a lot of ways because obviously yeah, you don't, you don't know. know it. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like, why are people afraid of the dark? Because they yeah. can't see what's there. And I would say that's pretty much comparable to the future, that the scariest part about it is the lack of sureness yeah. in everything. Because you want, you want everything in your life to turn out the way you envision it. However, that's never going to happen. As much as you want it to, it will not happen. Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of like when you ever heard a novelist talk about how they write a book? Uh, no. Most of them say they have, like, a general idea going into it, Mm -hmm. and then the book kind of just writes itself, you know, like, as you go. And I think that's, like, kind of pretty much how life is, you know? You have have a structure for how you want to do things, but that's more than likely your plan that you're going into college. If you're, okay, if you're a senior in in high school, and you're applying to colleges as a whatever major, it's fairly likely that your plan changes a little bit throughout there. I mean, how many times have you changed your major? I mean, I've changed my major five, six times. And, I mean, yeah. even after my senior year of high school, I was enrolled in everything into a university. I was getting ready to move in. The week <laughs> before I was going to move in, I dropped out, and I decided to go to community college instead. It's just – isn't that crazy? Like, how you can go from having such a set plan and I was to sh- immediately change And it. I was damn well sure, sure of myself that I would never step foot in a community college. And nothing against community college. I just – wanted to be one of the first people in my family not to go to community college first and it ended up being that and that's just that's just the way it goes you know like there's nothing bad about community college and there's nothing bad about changing your plan it's just like i don't want to sound too cliche but i mean i am a firm believer of this and i mean you guys can have your own perspective on how things play out but i truly 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 100 percent believe that everything happens for a reason yeah and no matter what you do or how you do it, the thing that's meant for you to occur will happen no matter what. And you can't do anything to stop it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Because what you, it's the positives that are out of every situation. Like yeah. you, you didn't go to UNT and you came to TCC. You're on a podcast now. We're podcasting, you know, like, yeah, it's just, it's different. My summer job at the rec center became almost a three year long job coming up on three years. Yeah, like, it's crazy, right? Yeah. It's just little things that you don't expect to catch do. And things that you do expect to catch don't, you know? it. There's a whole diff. It's just a weird dynamic as you're getting into this, and we're, as you're in this stage. Because I know some people have their entire lives figured out. There are There's a few people out there that genuinely have, like, they, w- they woke up at five or six years old and just decided, I'm going to be a neurosurgeon. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just what they do. Like, that's just what they go and do. But it's not like everything fell into place immediately, you know? No, yeah. and I mean, I, I mean, along the way, it's just things that happen, too. But I, I don't life. know. Just that direction, I guess. It, it, it was, they knew it was meant for them, and they it, went, and did it, it went to be, I guess. Yeah, and I think one of the most difficult things about being in a position where specific, – I'm speaking to specifically Muhammad and I at this point. This may not apply to everybody, but if it does, I hope it connects. But in a position where we are at. Because I know I've spoken with you in length about a lot of this stuff, where we're you're not really racing a clock so much, but you're like you're battling this uh, deadline. Really, I just don't want to waste time, man. Precisely, That's the main thing. And we're getting to the point where I turn 21 in May, you turn 21 next October. I mean, it's moving fast. You know, yeah. it's getting there. Or November was I right? October. Okay, yeah. I was right the first time. Boom. Anyways, um. Time's moving really fast, and we're trying to pick what degree you want, what college you want to go to, and why you want to go there, You know the things that interest you, what you want to do with your life. What's crazy is that all of these decisions will come to fruition in this next 10 years. Yeah. By 2030, we were having this conversation about to enter 2020. When 2030 hits, your entire life at that point has started. 
Like every, mo- nearly yeah. every aspect of your life has begun. Yeah. It, you may not have a family yet, but you, and you may not have a, uh, the the final job you're going to end up in. But you have a, you're for the most part have a direction in your career. Yeah. And you have a pretty set idea as to how your life is going to go, generally speaking. Yeah. But the fact that we are in an area of so much uncertainty right now with so what feels like such little time before it all like takes an effect, you know? Yeah. That's the scariest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. And I I don't know if this is just me or not. And I do uh wh- when I graduated high school, people always said that this time is just going to pass by the blink of an eye. And honestly, it did. When I was walking my graduation stage, I did not even feel like I had gone through four years of high school. I was walking on that stage and I grabbed my diploma and it just did not feel uh, as surreal as the movies or TV shows make it out to be. However, it does feel like a decade has passed. Yeah, that's the craziest part. It feels like a significant chunk of my life has taken place and I don't, it doesn't feel like I've skipped a beat, I guess. I've, I've been moving along fluidly and in the correct pattern that this has been unfolding in. And it feels like the next chapter of your life has begun to start. Yeah. As it's so weird to explain because I know what you're saying, how it doesn't feel like time is passing quickly necessarily, or it doesn't feel as if you're doing things big. You know, I get what what you're trying to say regardless. But when comparing instances like high school where it felt like a blink, like just it felt really quick, didn't feel like you even did it. And instances like college where we're two years in and it's like, I don't even remember really getting into it all that yeah. much but the decade itself does feel closed you know and it, yeah. sh- it should i mean saying 2020 just sounds ridiculous it's just insane that 2020 <laughs> i mean the 2000 2010 decade there's so many things that you did and began and stopped all at the same time you know i yeah I my senior year, I finally decided what I kind of what I wanted to direct, what direction I wanted to go in. I wanted to go into the media. I wanted to do things like that. I, I wanted. To I wanted t- to be in forensic science my senior year. Different directions <laughs> yeah. we went there, but yeah. yeah. Either like I started a website, and I just got a memory about that actually, like two Your days website. ago on my Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You showed me that. The yeah. lineupsports.com, which shout out Cooper Johannes, my co-founder of the Lineup Sports. <laughs> But that was the first like step in me trying to do something for myself. Yeah. That was the first time in my life I ever felt like I was doing something for me, you know? Because your entire life I'm playing sports and you're you're going to school, but it does nothing really feels like a part of you necessarily or at least for me it didn't. Nothing felt a part like I was doing it solely because I wanted to. Yeah. And that was really the first interaction that I ever had with my own product with something. And that's when I realized I loved creation. Mm-hmm. Like the aspect of building something that is mine and developing something in the image that I see. And that was the first time that ever happened. And so that really helped me develop what I want to do with my life. It crashed and burned later. The lineup sports did doesn't exist anymore. I now know it redirects you to a drug website. So <laughs> keep that in mind. But Mix and match radio, as uh, this was actually my Snapchat caption the other day. The lineup sports walked, so mix and match radio could run. <laughs> and it does. I feel like I've always been, I mean, for as long as I can remember, I've always been interested in the fine arts and, ma- I mean, mainly film and media, I guess. Not media necessarily, but film, movies, TV shows, stuff like that. I've just always been intrigued. I've always been a critical when I'm watching shows and TV, uh, shows and movies. And. I guess it took an entire decade for me to come into this realm and feel pretty at ease now mm-hmm. because, I mean, I changed my major five or six times because I was just unsure. And now that I'm kind of settled on the journalism film area, I feel pretty solid because I feel the most at home. Yeah. And, like, even when I was in theater, I just felt, an overabundance of joy because I was doing something I genuinely felt it, it felt right. I guess not saying that I was good or anything at it, but it just I enjoy. I genuinely had fun, more fun in other than other other extracurriculars I did. I mean, I guess I enjoyed doing band and athletics and stuff. However, just performing and creating things such as like you said, it just felt natural. I guess. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think that's the that's the biggest curve for me. Is I never was <clears throat> sorry. 
I was never in theater or me, I was never a mu- in, into music or making it at least. I I never had anything like that where yeah. I was really creating something. But as I grew up, my biggest appreciations in the world were things like Harry Potter and movies and even books really growing up. It was just the concept of a great story and the almost the de- uh, detachment from reality that was my biggest thing and i could never figure out why really and i used to i i would think of stories in my head and i would i just i've i had so many visions about things that i wanted to do and the way the way like just cool stories i don't know how to put that in like any other way but i never realized that was something that i genuinely wanted to do with my life or that i was even capable of doing yeah i i didn't think i really had much i'm not like saying i do necessarily but i never really thought i had a ton of talent or the ability to do so and when i started for the first time writing that was the biggest thing that was the biggest like wow i may actually like want to do this type situation where i started writing and people genuinely would like laughing and giving me good feedback on it i obviously had critiques and stuff that i needed to work on and i'm not saying it was like perfect but i was 17 writing for a website at that point yeah and people were enjoying it and that was the coolest thing for me. It was like I realized that I may actually have the ability to do some of these things that I thought were so impossible. I used to dream of being like Steven Spielberg, for example. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, I used to think that'd be so cool because I'd sit there and I'd play with Legos and action figures and I'd have like a whole movie going on in front of me. Yeah. And I used to have that like joke I made with my parents back when I was a kid is that I'm just going to I'll just be the next Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Because he, you know, it's just. It's a very kiddish dream, and I know I, it's, like, very cliche to say it now, but realizing that some of the things that I once thought were just, like, dreams or jokes almost, you know, are actually possible, and I'm capable of chasing them regardless yeah, of Yeah, anyone's capable it. of anything. And exactly. I think it's it's just whether or not you're willing to take the initiative in taking the right steps towards that dream or goal. Exactly, and that that's... That is the coolest thing is that I have people around me now, at least a few of them, that have helped me develop a pl- a path and a plan to actually chase these things. If I and I've said this for a while now, if I crash and burn in the entertainment world or in the media world or in the film world, at least or, you tried. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm, I have been settled with that. Where I understand that you can't guarantee success. Regardless, you yeah. can you can be a financial accountant and can't guarantee success. It's just, I think I'm willing. I I genuinely do believe that I'm willing to risk it in order to hopefully accomplish some of those dreams I had as a kid. I think that's very admirable, and other people should do the same with whatever their goals or aspirations are. You know? Yeah, it's it's. I, I've. That's, I mean, I never thought. Whenever, uh, sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're just, fine. Whenever you were talking talking to me about starting this podcast, you were only considering bringing me on as a guest host from time to time. I never even thought that I would be a main host at this point. And here I am talking with you right now. And just the thought of me even being on a podcast, it's kind of crazy because I never saw myself wanting to do this. And now it's probably one of the, it's probably the only thing keeping me sane, honestly, right now. But <laughs> It's just crazy <laughs> yeah. how things turn out because, I mean, even growing up, I've always just liked, I guess, embodying another persona and, like, Im- imitating famous people or characters and stuff and just creating little characters, doing voices and stuff, impersonations. I always loved doing that. And then I took a I, – I kind of just stepped out of my comfort zone when my friends, like, told me to join theater, and I did, and that's when it felt good. And, I, and I, it helped me, I guess, emphasize that more. And so here I am doing something even further that could push me even closer to my eventual goal. Because, I mean, my goal is pretty similar to yours. I want to eventually be in the film industry, whether it be acting, writing, or directing. And so we're just constantly taking steps that we never saw ourselves taking, you know? Yeah, and it's it's very cool coming into that as yeah. and finding some level of comfortability with it, not to the point where you're like, okay with what you're doing and you don't want to do more but to the point where you're like you finally feel as if you have a vision and i want to keep advancing at this craft you know i mean i i like i i started video editing and stuff and that's 
amazing. I'm, I love that so much, and I want to keep getting better at that. You know, mm-hmm. hearing my voice uh, being <clears throat> recorded, I want to sound better. I want to know how I could make it feel more, I guess, natural and entertaining for the listeners out there. It's just I want to keep building upon what we're doing. And talk about building and everything. For those who have been listening since the beginning, since episode one that is literally titled In the Beginning, you guys have, I guarantee you, you have seen the growth and the, not perfection, but the uh, narrowing of skills on this podcast and finding everything out. Because if you go back and listen to that first episode, not the best. I kind of don't want to. It's not the best, and it's as much as it is in the rearview mirror, it's such a catalyst for what can come, a yeah. beginning. It is li- literally that could be what started a whole movement and career shifting and everything else. It's yeah. just, it's crazy. This will be the spark that will light the rebellion on fire. <laughs> light the rebellion on fire? To burn the first order. <laughs> yeah, it's just... <laughs> Fucking last Jedi, but... <clears throat> No, I've been coughing like the past five minutes. Um, it's just it's it's very cool to see and hear. And you're right. I was originally when when I was like developing really the plan for this podcast because I've been like I said I've been wanting to start a podcast since my junior year of high school. And when I moved back home from Anim Corpus Christi last year, I decided that I was going to take this year and finally start doing things that I wanted to do. Because I hadn't ever bring things into fruition. Yes, and finally start rolling, like getting the ball rolling with like what I wanted my career to be. And so, in the middle of the summer, I just I talked to like two or three different groups about starting a podcast and made jokes about it or whatever. But I was damn serious. And then I came to the realization that I just I have to do it like myself. You know, I can't I can't rely on other people necessarily to like want to start something and like really get it. And then I when trying to figure out hosts that I could rely on and that I think would offer a lot to the table and be a and be a personality. That's the whole thing is you have to have people that can they're not they're not just echoing a larger scale, you know, they're actually they're an individual, they're a unique person and somebody that wants to help you and be a part of it. You know, they I wanted yeah. to, I think it's that was the first thing I told y'all really was I want you to adopt it as part of yourself. Yeah is I wanted when you stepped into this, I wanted you to be like mix and match was a part of you. Yeah. And being a podcast host was a part of you. And you and Braden have embodied that greater than I could have ever imagined. And that has been awesome to see. Yeah. Like I thank you relentlessly for coming into this whole thing with me. And you know that. And just the amount of ambition that has been met and goals that have been met mm-hmm. and everything that we have done and everything that we will do has been so awesome to see. I don't know how to word it in any other way, Yeah, but it's just been incredible. And I'm extremely excited for the future based off of what we have in the works and everything that college and degrees and careers hold. It's going to be so much fun to see in the next 10 years. I'm, I'm very excited as well, man. What are what are some things you're hoping for to come this next decade? Next decade? Okay, we're going to go specifics. I really want to one I want to write a story, whether it be a book or a screenplay or something. I want to write a story, a unique yeah. fully and th- I don't want it to be like cuz I know we short films and stuff we've discussed before, but this like full on like yeah, cover an to cover narrative. Yes, an entire narrative. I want to write one of those genuinely or at least co-write one of them. And I think that'd be awesome. And I think I would really enjoy that. Yeah. That's something that I want to do. I want to actually start on that fairly soon, if I'm being honest. But that's something that I really want to do within the next 10 years. I want to make a movie in the next 10 years, an actual movie, like at least one. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be really cool to get something in theaters. I can't hope too far. I want to get – goal for the next two years, though, for sure, is I want to play something at a uh, film festival. Mm-hmm. I want to play a short film at a film festival. I think that'd be really cool. really want to do that. I kind of want to do that this summer, but that's something that I for sure want to do in the next two years. But <clears throat> that's one. That's what I go with uh, film-wise. I want to launch – okay, actually, I'm going to keep that quiet. I'm not going to mention that. Basically, an idea that we have previously referenced. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I want to do that to the maximum. That is something that I'm 
for viewers out there, I know that's like horrible radio, but basically I have an idea. I want that idea to come to fruition. <laughs> Extremely uns- uh, descriptive. Very detailed. Yeah. And then family-wise, I'd like to have a beautiful and awesome wife by that point, wherever you're at listening out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be really cool. Maybe even if, like, no, I'm not even going to say the F word there. But uh, have a good life there. What about you? What, what are your aspirations for the next 10 years? I've been hoping for this my entire life, and so I have an entire decade for it to possibly happen. But I want to be at least six foot tall by the time this decade rolls by. <laughs> um, next, I would – I just want to be content, you know? I truly, truly want to be content and happy with myself and the decisions I've made. And I would like, I guess, my family members and stuff to also be as content as I am with their decisions and choices that they've made in life. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can hope for, really. It's just that you... You at least are happy with your yeah. decisions, and everybody around you is. What 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 career wise? What do you got? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a very successful painter. That is what I have in mind right now. I'm just kidding. I, I'm gonna paint pictures on the screen. That's what I'm gonna fucking do. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I want to. I want my name to be attached <coughs> to some type of film property franchise. Something. I I want to be a part of something here in the next. I will be in the next ten years. I will be word that is god it's awesome i've never i'm so i'm honestly so glad that you're a part of this like i don't thank you i know i've expressed that i'm also very glad to be part of this well thank you but i know i've expressed that multiple times before but just the energy and the the drive to succeed like you you have to believe in yourself, and yeah. you do, and I love hearing that. Thank you. It just, I, b- I believe I'm going to be over six foot, so that's going to happen. My dad still tells me I have time to grow, so I'm I'm going to I'm going to believe him. I think guys grow until they're like 25. Is that right? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The, I, I honestly have no idea. I it's I I I hope maybe that'd be cool. I'll be like six seven. Yeah. Who, how tall is the guy that Michael knows? Six nine, six ten. It's Tim. Yeah. Anyways, but the next decade holds so much, man. I I don't even know how to really capture the amount of things that I'm hopeful for. Yeah. Within one hour long podcast, you know, I I just don't know how to word that correctly. I don't know how to get there and truly mean everything that I'm saying. But I hope that. One thing that I didn't touch on and one thing that I really want to touch on briefly is I hope the people around me also accomplish everything that they want to do. Brayden has a ton of things that he wants to do. I don't even know if he knows all of them yet, but I know that he has a ton of things he wants to accomplish. I've got Brett. He would more than welcome like to express that right now. I'm yeah. fairly certain. I it sucks that he's not you. here. I honestly really wanted him on this episode. Yeah, because we don't we don't have a lot of mu- much more time with Moreno before he departs for Floridian territory. Yeah, but that is I wish he was here as well. It I I have a a ton of appreciation for him and everything that he's done because he's been an extreme help with this entire thing, and really he partially inspired me for just starting this because it's just it's it's scary man i don't know how to put that i mean putting yourself out in any format is quite i it can be discouraging i guess and i mean the 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 fear of failing and criticism negative criticism uh more specifically i mean no one likes that no one likes to fail no one likes to be criticized yet in this field that we are gearing towards and other people are currently in. I mean, it's just how it's going to be and you have to be willing to deal with that and you have to have tough skin. It's the way of the world. I'll tell you right now, the most nervous I've ever been in my life. I've played in hockey games in front of hundreds of people. I have gotten up on tables in Chili's and sang songs. I have, I am not a person that carries much embarrassment and that I, I don't mean that to, 
inspire people to attempt to embarrass me. But I just, I generally in public do not get very nervous doing things. Mm -hmm. The most nervous in my life I've ever been was publishing the first blog. I've, I, or I think you told me that. First, yeah. The first sports blog for the lineup. The first night when I was launching the website and I was finalizing all the details, and like, because you have to go through website design and all that. It doesn't take too much work, but it's like, the first piece of writing that I genuinely uploaded, I was like shaking. I yeah. was so nervous because that is that is that was a part of me that I had never let anybody else really like see, you know? Yeah. And allowing people to get at that and pick at that because that's the first thing people do. Honestly, I mean, people will say that's good, that's good, but you should have changed. You know, it's natural. That's fine. That's how you get better. But I was so nervous about that first initial like fear that someone's going to be like this is the worst writing or the worst thing i've ever laid my eyes upon and i mean there will be some people who will say that i know i mean look at me in the rise of skywalker it's yeah. just it's <laughs> and i mean in that situation that you were in is you either do it or you don't and you did it so and it's kudos just... to you and kudos to you for starting this podcast man like I don't know. This is something I thoroughly enjoy, and I would not. I never, like I said before, I did never, never envision myself being a part of something like this. Well, I'm. Let alone did I ever envision myself willingly give up two hundred dollars of my own money in order to gain more followers for Twitter, which I did, and it worked. So you're welcome. <laughs> that was a crazy twenty four hours. Yeah. Okay. On our last day of our giveaway, and it's. It's going to be over, essentially, by the time you're probably listening to this. We were giving away a pair of AirPods Pro. We announced it at the beginning of December, and we needed to hit 400 followers by Christmas Day. Or by the end of Christmas Day. On Christmas Eve, our account was at 240 followers. We needed one day to gain 160 followers, essentially. In... The two days that after that 240 number, we were at 520 followers. Yeah. We have a mix and match group message, obviously, for a bunch of, for just general stuff. And it was very exciting. It was all just, I love you. This is so much fun. This is addicting. <laughs> like, this is. Oh, yeah. At one point, I was willing to just do 350 just for the hell of it. Yeah, that was. I'm happy I did not. Yeah, I'm but... happy you did not, too. <laughs> that was, you were going hard. If we got more followers, I'm pretty sure we would have. We're going to do. That's not the last giveaway. Oh, I know. We are, we are very much still giving things away. One you can... thing you guys uh, should know about me is I'm a very impatient person. And I do not like to wait for anything. So that's kind of why I, I just put the 200 on the table and then was willing to do the 350 because I just wanted the 400 immediately. And <laughs> the deadline was midnight and we got all the followers that we needed by, I think, 8.30 p.m. We got near we clutched five... that. It was a Christmas miracle, man. We were near 500 by the end of the night. We yeah. were, I think, like 20 away. when. Yeah, it was... it was the next morning we hit 500. Yeah, it was God. bonkers. It was just an insane day. But, yeah... That was that was a good way to wrap up the final Christmas of the decade, and I think this episode has been a good way to wrap up the final mix and match radio episode of the decade. Yeah, we don't want to be too cliche and give y'all our top ten movies or songs or deck or albums or anything of the decade. You know, we we just wanted to reminisce <laughs> about our past decade. Billy and by then, Six Nine, and okay. then look forward, uh, and then talk about what we look forward to on the next one. You know, we try to make this a genuine episode where. We really express to y'all how appreciative we are of every one of you that's listening. and Because really, it is you guys that provide us with the ability to do this. You know, Every one of you that's listening and giving us feedback and retweeting our stuff on Twitter and sharing it with your friends. You guys make this possible. And we greatly appreciate everything that you guys do in order to allow us to do this. But yeah, like you said, we didn't want to give you a watch mojo. We didn't want to throw down the top 10 songs, top 10 movies, yeah, top 10 memories. We just wanted to make it a little bit original, give it a little bit of a heartfelt message and a way to end the decade. That way, when we listen to this, when we are 30 years old <laughs> in 2030, we'll know what it was like to be the 20-year-old Cold Muhammad. Yep, and we can look back on how stupid we were and what stupid clothes we were wearing and how stupid our hair was and whatnot. 
Essentially, yes. Also, just for reference, because I know Brain would want me to mention this if he were here. Brain allegedly believes that the decade starts in 2021. Okay, that's something we can get on about later. I just want think that's important. Want to make a few people mad. That's all good. But once again, thank you for everything you guys do. The giveaway winners will be announced January first, sometime in the afternoon. We're kind of working that out right now. But to everyone that won, I hope you guys enjoy the hell out of whatever it is. The the uh, AirPods. Listen to them every day, and then the two people who are winning $100 each. Yeah, the AirPods are not for music, okay? They're strictly for listening to this podcast, so do not get that twisted. We if you actually, use them for any other way, they will blow up in your ear. Yeah, we removed the capability. They will self-destruct upon any other audio. But, no. I'm kidding. You are... I'm not a terrorist. <laughs> you guys have an incredible New Year's, and I hope you had an incredible holiday time or whatever. But I love all of you. And Happy deeply. New Year. Happy New Year. Enjoy the rest of 2019.